Today's guest is the absolutely amazing young entrepreneur named Rafilwe of Boroto Bakery. And what he's done in his township and uh, for the local neighborhood, baking fresh bread, and his story of how he just is relentless and won't stop. In there, what was your elevator pitch? <laughs> Let me hear because you've got an amazing one. I've heard yours before, but I want the viewers to, to hear it. Go ahead, knock me out. How many minutes? You, you got one minute. Okay, cool. <clears throat> uh, the Fundi podcast is proudly brought to you by the Mesa Fundi, powered by Windows 10 Professional. The Mesa Fundi, flexibility reimagined. First and foremost, thanks for um, coming in and hanging out on the Foodie Thank Podcast you. with me. When I first met you, the one thing that really resonated with me was you almost take over a room. When you walk in, you're one of the most confident entrepreneurs I've ever met. You know your brand, you know what you're trying to achieve. And you know, when you, when you sit in front of sessions and you talk about what you're doing in the, in, in the community, it's just like, it, it literally takes my breath away. Look at here, a young entrepreneur, best startup business, premier service excellence awards, Mail and Guardian 200. It's been a nice journey. Yeah collection of awards being featured on media, attending TV shows and all those things. I think people outside, they can really taste what you want to have as yeah. young people, you know. We as a team, yes. we all coming from poor families of which that drives our energy so high yeah. because of how we want to escape poverty yeah. in a very positive way. But at the same time, we want to make impact. The only thing that you have to master is the model on how you're going to get there patiently. I really want to get down to the foundation. Where did you just... As I've touched a little bit on my upbringing, um, my mom passed on when I was 11 years old. Prior to that, I've been selling fate cakes from I was uh, 8 years old, which is my grandma used to send me every morning to go and sell before I go to school and stuff. So as much as it's something that I didn't say, I, like, I'm not going to say I liked it, yes. but it's something that has been instilled in me. That was the only model of bringing money into the house so we can buy food and all those things. Carrying a packet, eight yes. years old, running the street and selling, it's not an easy thing. Yes. Uh, the element of selling has been with me throughout mm -hmm. until I completed my metric and then I was a little bit reluctant to apply for university things and stuff because of I felt like uh, I'm going to be diluted a little bit. Me getting cash is about selling, selling, selling. So I was straightforward to my life that I want to be a businessman, whatever the case it may be. That what I'm going to sell, I don't know. Because I've been selling everything that comes. Yes. When I see a sale of whatever I buy and go and sell. That's how I grew up, you know. So then the idea of the bakery, you realize, I see an opportunity. How did you spot it? I started uh, talking to people closer to me. Like, bread is expensive. So what do you guys think? Perhaps the bakery can be around and sell the bread. Something like five friends. What do you think of that? People will be like, yeah, it's going to be a, a good thing. So I was convenient enough. So a little consumer research on your side. It's, not necessarily deeper, but yeah. partially. Because yeah. uh, my mind has been, I'm going to start this thing, whether direct or indirect, whatever mm -hmm. the case it may be. How much money did you need? Uh, it was like 50,000. 50, 50, yes. So fortunate enough, I was employed. Yes. So I had a pay slip to go to the bank and ask for a personal loan. I was suspended from uh, my employment. So that gave me enough time for me to kind of pay attention to this thing. My task was to take the bicycle and run the street and make the word loud to uh, spaza shops, to the people, you know, any way that I can be able to spread the word around. People will be like, we want to see this bread and the bread doesn't mean existing that time. We're still yes. trying We're still to... talking about it. Yeah, automatically I was under pressure before we can even <laughs> introduce the bread, the actual bread. The person who has the, the skill, the expertise of how to pick this thing, yes. uh, managed to buy into my thing as much as we are similar age group. We are young. 
and then we are operating from the back room. Mm. Many things didn't make sense to most of the people. So literally, you're the back room bakery. Yeah. Now, how do you move to the front? Room? We take the bread, put it into a crate. Crate puts uh, ten loaves, mm. and then we go out to whichever spanner shop, and then we tell you about this product. It's always nice. It's always fresh. It's always hot. You're gonna buy into it as time goes. We made sure that the quality. Uh, sells as much as I'm gonna make noise. What was the reaction from the Spaza Shop owners in the neighborhood? They always like not taking us very serious mm. because of uh, we didn't have a delivery vehicle, we delivering with hands, we had a back room, you know. The story was like, ah, okay, what, what are they doing? Does it make sense? Yes. But we didn't buy into what people say. For those first few months, how many loaves a day were you guys? We started producing 20, I think, for the period of two months. Yeah. And then um, coming next day, January reaches 20. Uh, 17 the pressure keeps on going up until we get something like 50 50 loaves a day yes. to 70 up until we get to 100. when you hit 100 how did you feel about it it was good but the pricing was crazy people buy because of it's cheap yeah. so there are a lot of things that we needed to pay attention to end of the month there's no money coming so you've got in. a baker you've got a bakery you're the salesperson you're running around convincing people to buy from yes. you um but you haven't quite factored in your, your, your spread. So what kind of pressure does that put on your, on your partnership between you and your baker? We knew, both of us, we are amateurs in this thing. The only thing that we wanted is to get money to pay our for, for the rent because if we rented somewhere, I rented somewhere. Those, those are the monies that we opt for. Yeah. As long as we can bake. Even if we struggle to buy food, it's okay. But as long as we can pay rent, yeah. then pay the rent for the business. And then as time goes, we slowly putting on rent. Yes. Uh, price increase, you know what I'm saying? Though yeah. people gonna react, but they already bought into this product. Yeah. Then slowly we, we kind of teach ourselves how to, you know, master the basics of this thing. How did you scale from 100 loaves a day to 500 loaves a day? What did you have to do differently? And what new lessons did you learn on that, on that journey? We, we use the flour almost each and every day. So we had to speak to the people who can give us the flour. So we spoke to the Somalian shops around. Yes. They have a huge number of stocks inside. So we, we spoke to them like, okay, fine, give us flour for at least period of a week. We're going to give you money back. So the relationship started working smoothly, of which we now have a stock for us to uh, or generate units of love that we wanted. Yes. The thing that we had to do uh, differently moving forward was that the people that we deliver bread for them, which is our people who produce court or punish house, uh, those are our court lines. What did you do to finally understand your numbers and your profit margins and to change something in your marketing? The thing that was kind of biting you on the, on the heel was then, how do I make proper profits from this? Remember now we owe the bank. Yes. Yeah? We need to pay this loan. We need to tap in into the, the, the real business way of entering the competitions. I mm. need to register this company. I need to have uh, the business bank account so we can put whatever portion of money that we can put so we can buy the new oven with my salary yeah. uh, meeting us halfway, you know? Yeah. It was not easy working at the same time running the business, you know what I'm saying? That must have been a bit stressful. I knew I'm one foot in at my full-time em employer, like period. So I knew, yeah. I knew from the way go that my foot is one here. Okay. So I don't want even a promotion. I don't want anything. I just want the salary guarantee. That's it. Yeah. But my heart is beating outside. <laughs> so the problem came... <laughs> So the problem came when, you know, now we, we're getting attention, there yeah. are calls coming in, hey, we need to see you, so I need to fake So you're sickness. getting press. Yeah, I need to fake my story to my boss, like, I'm sick, hey. Yeah. And He's going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. The Fundi Podcast is broadly brought to you by Mesa Fundi, powered by Windows 10 Pro. Mesa Fundi, flexibility reimagined.
keep on getting written warnings, written warnings. So I was now under pressure. If I lose this job, then what's going to happen? On this other side. On this other side. And then you had to make a decision. Yeah, mm. we don't qualify for for a loan. I know that. No, but you don't. I started like seeing things that are links with small businesses, competitions, you know. Yeah. So I started applying for such things. Yeah. The first award that we won, the yeah, Premier Service Excellence Award, we yes. won under um, Inclusive Economy. We won 20,000. So then you became the competitions guy? Uh, period, to boost what we do. So from a PR perspective, but also for cash infusion purposes? Yeah, I was doing everything for, I was freaking out everything to the business. What I can do, the best I can do. Ah. There was this township entrepreneur was, that came in and I saw the prizes. I was like, okay, fine. There are big business competing there. Most of them are well excellent businesses. Yes. Like a football player, you know, man, you gotta have one thing that you're gonna win with. If it's a skill, master the skill, if that's the case. If you have a pace, master the pace. So I knew that okay. if they can pay attention to us, they're not gonna live here the way they think we are. If the papers are in order, that's what I wanted first, to master these papers. So they can call me to the, to the presentation. So you can get the call. If they can call me for, for, for pitch, I'll kill them. We have a trolley, so we're gonna take this trolley to, to the to the pitch room. That we're gonna show them like how we operate this trolley, whatever. They, so I knew they're gonna buy into this thing. So they're gonna see the bread. They're gonna taste. The yeah, bread. we all wore our uniform yeah. as, as a team. Yeah. We have a young boy like who's tried who, who like to work with us. Young, yeah. young young boy from the township. So we take him to the competition. We're like, let's go. We're gonna do this, and then we started raising for last three days. Tell them what they do when they get there. You know, to master this thing. for like three days. Yeah, to give them this taste. So let's let's role play for a second. Mm. Um, I'm the guy in charge of competitions at uh, the Fundi Podcast, and uh, we want to hear what is your business. Break it down for me. When you walked in there, what was your elevator pitch? <laughs> Let me hear because you've got an amazing one. I've, I've heard yours before, but I want the viewers to, to hear it. Go ahead, knock me out. How many minutes? You, you got one minute. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. This is Nicolas Refilio Rantequa, founder of the company called Boroto Bakery. We are located at City Chabav. We produce bread at a very affordable price. Our bread is cheap. It has a quality. It lasts long on the shelf life. Our bread is 10 rent. We open this business because of the lot of unemployment, poverty running out in our society. So as Boroto Bakery, we bring the bread at a very affordable price. You can go to Instagram, Facebook, search Boroto Bakery. You're going to see the details. Thank you very much, guys. Dude, ele elevator pitch game is strong. Woo! And when I've seen you before, I mean, that's one of the things that I remember. Like, we'd sit there, and funny enough, it was um, Lineka and I, Lineka from Thirstbusters, uh. and we'd literally watch you pitch, and we're like, shoo, this guy. <laughs> Think about it, I've been selling from eight years old. But you've been rehearsing. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you have been selling since you were eight years old. Yeah, so you know, like, when I was, you need to knock at someone's house, go, go. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, mm. you face rejection, so it, it comes into you naturally, if yeah. you like it though. Yeah. So it's like, okay, rejection, I've been facing this thing anyway. Yeah. If somebody doesn't like me, it's okay. So you're a proper street entrepreneur. It doesn't matter, Not, it all bounces off of you. Yeah, even if you can wake me up at uh, 5 o'clock, whatever the time, say, tell me about Brota, I'll do it like straight you away, waking right up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Because I, I eat this you. thing every day. I like it. It's a, it's a nice thing. It's a very uh, crucial business. Yeah. It's a social business. It's a people's business. You know, yeah. it's not just a general bread. It's a food. Yes. It's a breakfast. It's a lunch. I, I paid attention to this thing. Like yeah. when you started from the way go. And talk about the pride of making and creating something that's in the township, that serves the township. I, I knew like uh, mastering this thing going to put us somewhere. When, when, when people talk about you, your legacy, what, what, what do you want them to remember you for? Money is something that obviously we opt for as people, as yeah. young entrepreneurs, but let's have 
let's wish to get money but use it wisely yes let's not be diluted to a very systemic way of getting money buying cars and living out from the township and going wherever let's be one of the people who build a factory right here in the township yeah so our brothers and sisters, young people, they can witness this thing every day. Yeah. This thing started in this room. Yeah. Look at it, it's there. So, yes. so the, 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 the motive it can be closer to them. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Three takeaways to any entrepreneur, young entrepreneur, young kid wanting to you know, start something. What are the three lessons you feel like they really need to know from you? So I'm, I'm one person who, who's humble enough to, to have that natural respect mm. for people. So master the respect. Listen to the people around you. Be humble, you know. We own things, so we have money, whatever the case it may be. Yes. Now you start putting the headset and closing your mind. Like be humble enough to engage with people because mm -hmm. of everyone belongs to people. Yes. Yeah. Without people, you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. So respect humbleness. Yeah. And then number three, don't move your eyes off the prize. Keep on having your attention to the prize. Absolutely. Lefilwe, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been it, a man. pleasure having you, man. <laughs> sure. It's really inspired me, really, man. I'm humble. Thank you. That's Lefilwe. Where can they follow you on Instagram? Boroto underscore Bakery. This guy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. The Fundi Podcast is broadly brought to you by Mesa Fundi. Now, in order to win one of these, all you got to do is follow at shop Mesa, press like on one of the posts and tag a friend. Terms and conditions do apply. Got to be a South African resident. Sorry, rest of the world. Other than that, yeah, press like away. The Fundi podcast is proudly brought to you by the Mesa Fundi, powered by Windows 10 Professionals. The Mesa Fundi, flexibility reimagined.